0: The Gab and Jam, episode 162. This one, I'm sure some of you guys are going to be really upset with us because since you were a kid, you have been under the impression that if you get that Fender Strat, you are going to imbue all of that guitar wizardry that Jimi Hendrix has. However, the title for this episode is The Magic is Not
1: in the Gear. It is not. That's true. Cause um, you know, it it. The thing you you have to realize with gear, gear is always going to be tools. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, and so I, I will say that if you have good gear, that the better the gear, the better you may sound on the gear. Okay. As sounding like you. Okay. You, you know I what like I mean. That. Okay. So. so So, meaning that I like here's a Fender gas Bass, right? Mm -hmm. So, if I go, I mean, I don't sound like Larry Graham playing it. I that that's a Larry Graham Mm baseline, but that doesn't make me sound like Larry Graham. Mm -mm. This still sounds like me, you know. So, what comes out of this Mm -hmm. is me playing, but the gear is good because. You know, um, it's got a nice clear sound to it, it's got all the rest mm-hmm. of those type of things. But you also have to do stuff. Yes. You know, so meaning that your technique still makes a difference. So right. you know, if I hand this bass to someone who, you know, has a familiar playing the bass. Me. You you're gonna sound like somebody that don't know how to play bass? Right? Yes. And I don't care what kind of bass I, I hand over to you. Right. You, you know. Yes. But I, I think gear can be used to inspire you. Yeah. I mean, so Let's, let's just go to Sugar Fit, right? Okay. So, I mean, a lot of the bass that are on Sugar Fit, uh, I feel like were inspired, you know, from that For Dear Bass. Right. That, mm-hmm. you know, so so it's sort of like like Stay With Me was like one of the first bass lines that I did on that bass. When I, when I brought it home and I think I even uploaded a video or something like oh, that right. and it was mm-hmm. like you know it, and I'm just playing this bass line and that bass line goes on to be stay with me right mm-hmm. and then there's uh, you know bass lines like uh, honey uh, you know again uh, I, that's, that's, that's just that for deer just talking to me right yeah. I mean you know there's, there's bass lines like um, uh, what's that uh, I Get Faded mm-hmm. you know again that is that Fodir base I was that's, about say, that's, that's the that's
0: the theme for the episode right so you
1: right. can hear it there uh, something's wrong the yes. Fodir mm-hmm. you know what I mean uh, so, so all of these are kind of like baselines that you know I, I would say that the gear pulled from me but I don't sound like Victor Wooten mm-hmm. when I'm playing
0: mm-hmm. I mean
1: all of these still just sound like me mm-hmm. so it's not Kind of going into another place, or even like um, a song like uh, anything mm-hmm. uh, that was written. I, I think primarily on the sandberg. So there's like oh. these bass chords that I'm doing, and then there's the bass line uh, that that underlines it, and all that comes from the sandberg oh. bass. So so again, I mean, it's that bass, yeah, that kind of you know pull pull something it, out, yeah, pull yeah, something out of me, you know. Or, like, you know, I had a, a white Fender Jazz bass, mm-hmm. and so, like, Tell Me What You Want mm-hmm. uh, from Higher Up, Deeper In, yeah. that, that came from that bass. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times, I know for me, when the bass is kind of pulling stuff out of me, a lot of times you'll hear two bass lines on the, on the song. Mm-hmm. So, so, there'll be, like, you know, a main bass riff, and then there'll be, like, bass chords. Because okay. usually I can't put the bass down long enough to grab the guitar <laughs> to start cording, okay. so I just start cording on the bass, okay. and so that so it kind of gives that I aspect like to that. it. So there's that inspirational aspect. Yeah, and that,
0: and, and 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 that can't be denied if you have new equipment. Right, and I say the same for plugins. I'm I'm now. Uh, I'm sold on video uh, plugins for Final Cut Pro, and they do kind of do, make me feel like I want to do a different type of video right. because of the plugin. However, right. Right. the plugin itself is not going to do the video.
1: No, so no. the equipment is not going to actually. Do it's that. not going to make the. It's not going to make the thing. And, and I think that the, the thing about gear is that you you have to find gear that works best for you. So I what mean, do you mean, so this base. I mean, you know, this base. Uh, This nineteen seventy eight Fender Jazz Bass. So, um, I you know I went through a period of time where you know I I sold. I had a a four string Music Man. I I traded that. I got a five string Music Man that was just god awful for me to play. (laughs) It just never fit me, you know, and so I, I just never felt comfortable playing that bass. Mm-hmm. And so I think I went a couple of years where I, I just felt like I wasn't even playing the bass. Mm-hmm. And and so um, we went to this music store and they had this bass there. And the bass was, it had like horrible strings on it. <laughs> uh, you know, the neck was needed adjusting. And I picked the bass up and it just felt great. Wow. It's like, it's like even with all these things wrong with it. Right. And I knew all these things were right. wrong with it when I picked it up. But I was like, man, I, I can't put this thing down. This thing is awesome. You know, so I think I, you know, I, I told him, hey, I, I'll trade you my five-string music man for Ooh. it. And they said, you got to give us another $300. I didn't argue with him. Right. I didn't another $300. <laughs> and this was like, I don't know, back in the 80s or something, like 89 or yeah. something like that when I got this bass. But for the longest, this was it. Yeah. You know, this was the only bass that was in the arsenal. Yeah. You know, up until we did the Tony Webb record. Yeah. And I'm saying that to this day, this bass still pulls things out of me. Yeah. You know, and it still feels like home. So it's sort of like of all the other gear that I
0: have. Right.
1: If I'm just reduced to one bass this would be it Oh wow! this is the base that I would you know and this is I got the Fender. you know we got the Samba yep. I got a P.B. Cyrus yeah, we got plenty
0: of videos
1: so I'll put the playlist right. um, in the description yeah. and, but but this is this is the base. this is the gear that you know for me this is home and the same thing with guitars you know I it, it got like the Telecaster but I have this Music Man silhouette from circa 1986 or 87 whenever we got it Um, if I had one guitar, oh wow, that would be it. That would be the one guitar, but that's for the longest. This bass, that guitar, Mm -hmm. was kind of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it was like an acoustic guitar, and Mm -hmm. that was that was kind of what we had as far as gear goes, yeah. So, I I guess I'm saying that to say that you know, um, kind of moving on to your next point is that one of the things that always kind of get you going to. Getting gear is Mm -hmm. that the grass is always green, right? Mm -hmm. You know that that you always think, oh yeah, you know it's promising, and that's kind of what I thought when I got that five string music. Uh You know, let me get the five string because you know everybody was playing five strings at the time, Mm -hmm. and I thought the grass would be greener, you Mm -hmm. know, and it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, so I, I just say that to say that when when it when it comes to buying gear or getting gear. Make sure that you're getting gear that fits you okay, I like that you know that that is that that speaks to you, speak to who you are, that to me pulls creativity out of you mm-hmm. okay you know what I mean it seems like it okay. should do that It's like uh, when we when I got the telecaster when we got the telecaster we were yeah. the Gear yes, Fest. we were at yes. Sweetwater, right? And, you know, we got to the hotel room and, and the room for start right over. over,
0: that's yes, right. Came out That's of that. right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I, again,
1: that's that, that's that feeling that, oh, wow, you know, I'm feeling very comfortable, feeling very creative mm-hmm. with this particular instrument in my hand. Not that I'm feeling like whoever is the great Telecaster player in the world. Right. But it's, what is it doing for you? Yeah. What is it doing Well, and then, I know we've
0: said this before, but maybe it bears repeating here, is that that's one reason why you need to play things before you yeah. purchase
1: them. Yeah. Because
0: you've tried to do the mail order thing, and that doesn't always It doesn't always, always work success. out. Yeah,
1: because I think I got, like, a line six bass or something like that, and um, it just... It just never worked for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it just didn't, you know, for whatever reason, it just never felt great.
0: And that's one reason to actually go to places like... Uh, you know, the music um, the expos, you know, so you can yeah. actually play yeah. stuff that maybe you can't get at your local music shop.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, this is the thing that was always difficult for me with a place like Guitar Center is that, you know, I hate to, you know, bash <laughs> Guitar
0: Center. <laughs> to to <laughs> kick them all <laughs> down.
1: But, you know, um, I, I just after a while you start to, you know, not feel like you're getting the best mm-hmm. of what's out there. And, yeah, when they
0: you're have, and stuff. yeah, they don't have they don't actually have a wide variety. And for right. all kinds of reasons. I mean they have their reasons, but right. but so that's why we ended up going to the Chicago Music Exchange. Right. Yeah. That's why we started going to the music expo so that you could play
1: a wider variety yeah.
0: of types of instruments. Yeah, so. you know, even
1: though I gotta give my shout out to Sean because I remember I did like one Shawn of them... May. Yeah, Sean yeah. May, you know, he yeah. makes basses, I mean he's he's awesome. And I remember one time I went into guitar center and I just happened to start playing some of the bases. I was like, "Who was setting these bases like, up? Because they all sounded great." And um, that's how I got him to start setting up my bases. Cause yeah, he just did an awesome so, job.
0: So the points we wanted to make was: you've already made it. The grass is greener looking at somebody else. You know, with this wonderful piece of equipment or in a catalog. Um, the second thing is but the gear itself won't make you great. It's not gonna make you sound like Marcus Miller (laughs) or Marcus Miller bass. I don't care
1: which one it is, the the Fender one or the the sire bases. They're not gonna make you sound like Marcus Miller, right. I, I, but that's not the just instrument. Right. So I say no. the is not a great instrument. No. You know, I mean, from what I heard, they're all great instruments.
0: And so the things that yeah. will make you great, you've already said, uh, pick the instrument that is seems suited to you once you once you try it. Yeah. Um, try new techniques. Uh, Another thing you do, of course, is constant practice Practice, and then learning as much as you can about that
1: instrument. Those are the things that are going to work for you. And and that's the thing, too. With respect to techniques, some techniques might not be for you either. Again, you really have to try to find your center as an artist, as a musician, as, you know, whatever it might be. Because that was a thing from Marcus Miller. You know, he said that, you know kind of finding your sound and and, and and sometimes finding your lane, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's like Jocko. Like he said, you know, Jocko played Defender Jazz Bass, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, he took all the frets out, mm-hmm. so it was fretless. <laughs> and then, this front pickup, right here, he turned the volume all the way down. And he only used mm. this back pickup. You know, and that, 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 that's, that's what he used for his sound. Mm. But that became the Jocko sound. Yeah. You know, that fretless bass... With him playing back there and just like that. That limitation
0: mm-hmm. did it.
1: And, and mm-hmm. I'm saying sometimes, and you didn't hear him thumping and plucking. Right. Like, you know, when Marcus Miller said he played for, for Jocko, and he was like, what am I going to play? I'm not going to play Jocko for Jocko. Right. So, you know, he was doing all this stuff. You know, and Jocko said, I can do that. Yeah. But I choose not to. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, it, it, and sometimes, right. that's a, the way it has to be yeah. with certain techniques and things that are out there that sometimes you have to say, you know, maybe I could do that. Right. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm I'm gonna perfect what I love. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I like like and like concentrate on what I love oh, and like perfecting that. that. And that will be your voice. Right. Yes. You know, and that yes. sometimes that that's the thing. Yes. We all have limits. We have, you know, or you want to say evolutionary limits or mm. God given limits, mm-hmm. you know, to to who we are, mm-hmm. you know. But those limits aren't necessarily bad things, right? You right, know, and, right, you know, it, yeah. it's not. It's, it's just like those limits are good things because mm. those things, as you start to hone in on what's special about you, that's where you find your voice, and that's where you find your way to connect with you know whatever you're trying. Yeah. So
0: mm. okay, um, so as you become better, that Fender Strat that's just like
1: Jimi Hendrix will start sounding better. That's It will, and, right? and you'll find a way to make that Fender Strat sound like you. Yeah, it's just like the White Stripes. You know, uh, you know, you think about their whole sound, yeah, and you think about you know the White Stripes are not the White Stripes. You know, without either what with Meg White right or Jack White. Yes, and I know Jack White's the one that's supposed to be the virtuoso, but. It's her on the drums. Yeah, that's that's also a huge part of that sound. sound yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't have those records without her on the drums. I, you know, whatever you might think of her as a drummer, I mean, hey, that's the she's sound. great yes. for that. Yes, she's great for what she's doing. And yes. at the end of the day. That's the same thing for, you know, Neil Perry. You know, yeah. I mean, he's great for what Russia's doing, but, right. you know, it, it, it wouldn't necessarily work for what the White Stripes do. Yeah. You know, I mean, and she's great for what the White Stripes do. Yeah. And that's kind of what you have to do. You have to be great for what you do. Yeah. You know, I so. Like All right.
0: Yeah. All right. So as always, yeah, we
1: are still doing Sugar Fit. Sugar you know, whoo, available whoo. everywhere. So you know, you can get it. All streaming services. All streaming services. Bandcamp. Spotify, Bandcamp. uh, You know, Apple Music, Amazon. If you, you want the it.
0: vinyl, go to Patreon. We're yeah. um, doing a um, drive for the vinyl. So yeah, if you are. want to participate in that, make yeah. sure you go to the link below. Yeah. If you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of this tribe, make sure you subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken grease.